Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad, me, and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Owl, and I am here with... Hank Owl. Hank Owl, what are we talking about today? Uh, Later in the podcast, and as the main subject of the podcast, we will continue our discussion about WandaVision with episode four, which came out yesterday. We were recording this podcast January 30th. (laughs) That is the date of today. Gotcha. Yes, it is. Uh, Beforehand, we got some new news, and actually, really, the only major news we've gotten so far about the Sandman Netflix series. I've, I've talked on this podcast about how I'm reading Sandman now, and I think... We've talked before on this podcast about how big fans we are of Neil Gaiman, and I think we've even talked about how excited we are for this show. I think we have. It may be wrong. So this is this is exciting news, and this is definitely like a see the article and you know send it to you kind of ladies when it came up. Uh, and that the first news of this is casting. Um, we've got the only, I think it might have been confirmed before that Tom Sturridge was going to play Dream, the main character. Um, I was actually surprised at this casting, and I, I will, I'm about to say it, what the casting is, about how familiar we were with a lot of these actors. Like, I recognized faces, and I didn't think I would. I do not, I don't think we've seen anything with Tom Sturridge in it. I was just about to ask if we had, or if there, what's he's, what is he known for? I think um, I'm looking. I don't up. know. There's not a lot. He was in the TV series uh, Sweet Bitter. Okay, oh, that was based on, on a book that was really popular stars. a few years ago. He I was think. in a Velvet Buzzsaw, which I saw the trailer for, and I did not see the movie. Was he was Lord Byron in the 2017 Mary Shelley movie? I'm surprised we didn't watch that. Well, well, maybe we should. Looking at it right now, apparently it wasn't that great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Journey's in, Double Date. Yeah, I don't think I've seen anything that he's been in. But I've wanted to. Um, Next casting would be uh, Boyd Holbrook as the Corinthian. Uh, We have seen Boyd Holbrook in something. He was kind of like the the mercenary guy uh, in Logan. I remember thinking he was really good in that. So I'm excited to see him play the Corinthian. I I love the Corinthian in the graphic novel and i think we'll talk a little bit about a little bit about this after i read the casting about like what this means about where in the graphic novel is the show gonna do at least in its first season okay uh next is charles dance is roderick burgess burgess that's also we like charles dance you liked him in game of thrones yeah he was incredible in game of thrones we liked him in um the Godzilla movie that he did. There's been a bunch of good stuff. Yeah, he's he's great. It was in The Crown, too. I didn't know that. Ah. Like I said, I didn't know that because I just brought it up. <laughs> I did not know that until a couple seconds ago. Okay, That's now you know. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie, also in Game of Thrones. Yeah. And also Captain Phasma in the Star Wars sequel trilogy. She's so good. Yeah. And Lucifer is also, that's, that was one of the big, like, casting people. That's probably, who, a lot of work probably went into who was going to play. Were you, who, who did the fans want, or do you know? Or? I'm not even sure. Okay. 
Um, Asim Chaudhry as Abel. I'm not quite familiar with this person. Although apparently he was played a really minor role in Wonder Woman 1984. So I have seen him in something. Okay. Um, Sanjeev Bhaskar. I might be pronouncing that wrong as Kane. It was Kane and Abel are main characters. They live together. Uh, we actually have seen Sanjeev Bhaskar in multiple things, I believe. He was in Good Omens. He was... I'm not going to say he wasn't Good Omens because spoilers for Good Omens, but he was a minor role in Good Omens. And... I'm sorry, I'm, I'm scrolling. Oh, yeah, and he was in an episode of Doctor Who. He was in the Death in Heaven episode of Doctor Who. Cool. Is that uh, is that all they've announced so far? Uh, no, there's one more. I am not going to be pronouncing this correctly. Do the best you can. Vivian Achimpong. Okay. Uh, plays Lucian, who's the kind of librarian of the dreaming. Okay. Honestly, I don't remember much about the character, at least from what I've read. The character hasn't been terribly important. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Of, of these characters that they've announced the casting of and where you are in the graphic novels, how many of them appear? I think all of them have appeared. Okay. Except for maybe they have most major roles. Actually, like, I mean, most of them had pretty major roles besides Lucian. Um the, per- the casting I'm most excited for is the Corinthian, because I think that's going to be an interesting character to see on screen. I don't remember anything about him. He's kind of, it's, it's not going to be, it's not a terrible spoiler, basically to say he's a supernatural serial killer. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> and also, uh, I mean, all, all, all these castings are exciting. It's just going to be fun to see on the screen, to see this, this, Incarnation of Satan, Lucifer, this Roderick Burgess, who's plays a major role. I, I I imagine he'll be one of the more major characters in this because he is definitely one of the more major characters of Graphic Novel. But at least actually, I think from what I've read so far, he's only in the first issue, but he he's kind of like the he sets the story in motion. Okay. Um, we've also heard from Neil Gaiman before. I think he announced this at DC Fandom that this would be taking place now, like in in current times. So I, I as opposed to as opposed to I guess the, like the the eighties or nineties when the graphic novel came out. Gotcha. And That's cool. That's a good choice. Gonna, I think. Like with television, like budget. I guess Netflix can do. I guess anything. They have money out the wazoo. <laughs> but like I was wondering like if they are gonna if it is gonna be as like time jumpy as the graphic novel is. Like will some maybe older characters be brought be given like modern versions instead of like the seventeenth century versions. Or the early so not the seventeenth century the early nineteen hundreds versions. Oh, I don't know. That that's that's uh I don't know. Good question. I'm excited, and when this does come out on Netflix, we're going to have to... By that time, you and I would have both read you know, all of the graphic novels. We will have listened to the Sandman audio version on Audible and then be ready for the actual show. Yeah, that's going to be I'm really excited. Exciting. There's still some casting left to be done. 
I imagine, because one person, and you'd be looking for this if you were a Sandman fan, a character that has not been cast is Death. And Death, that's the sister to that's, Dream, right, or no? The, yes, the older sister. Okay. And that, yeah, I wonder seems, who that's going to be. She's a major character. It'd be, it'd be weird if she didn't have... She, if she's not in the first season, she's like the in credit scene, like, we're going to have death will be in season two kind of thing at the end. Is there any way that it's not going to be Helena Bonham Carter? They couldn't get her, I don't think, for a TV series. She's doing The Crown? Yeah, I guess she is, but that seems like... Is she too old for that now? I don't, I don't know. I don't think I've read... I know I haven't read the entire Sandman, the ones I have read. I don't remember if she was in them or not. I mean, she's decently young. Like, I guess she's also, like, immortal. So yeah, true. So be. they could go any way they want with it. They could do a, hire a grandmother, you know, or not. Or Although she does look pretty young. Um, yeah, I don't think it'll be Helena Bonham Carter. Even right. though that That's would too be bad, pretty I like great. Because <laughs> I, I just don't think for... Unless they kind of, like make her a really major character and she kind of is a major character in the graphic novel i don't think they'd be able to they'd get her for that she's a very popular cosplay oh yeah death is yeah yeah what goes with like the whole like emo golf thing yeah yeah makes sense well that's cool i'm excited it's a good update yeah Uh, oh and uh i imagine this just reading the description on imdb and looking at this casting, I imagine it'll take place mainly during like, like the first volume, which I, I think it'll take place during preludes and nocturnes. Although the inclusion of the Corinthian makes it think like they're also going to do some stuff with volume two, but I'm sure they'll, uh, you know, pick and choose. Yeah, I, I wonder guess, because well, a, a normal comic issue is only 24 pages, and I don't think you could really do. Uh, an issue an episode and there's going to be it looks like there's going to be 11 episodes and they can't really plan on doing 12 seasons or whatever you know like they can't plan that that's going to happen I get that what done. Netflix gives like their most popular shows like four seasons it does seem like that right I mean except for Stranger Things who knows how long that's going to last yeah I guess it's last as long as we keep watching <laughs> that's probably true uh, cool very very cool well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about WandaVision. Yeah, let's talk about WandaVision. Um, I remember last time we were mid discussion when I brought up who actually did the episode. Do that first. Oh, and spoilers. Yes, there you will have be spoilers not seen the episode. Do not listen to our discussion of the episode. I think that's pretty obvious. I think you get that. Um, so just leave. Leave now. <laughs> go we don't want you here but come back come back yeah, come back after you've seen the episode and you should be should be watching the show it's good okay so um this episode was directed by matt shackman who i think is doing all of them i think that's what they do for some more for a limited series now as they get one director for all this uh the creator of wandavision is jack schaefer this episode was written by bobak esfarjani and megan mcdonald and with staff writer cameron squires cool what do you think man i loved it yeah it's so good so you know from the beginning from us talking about this show we've been you know wondering you know when they're gonna time and there's a nine season i mean it's a nine show nine episode show nine episode show 
So when in those nine episodes, when are we going to kind of figure out a little bit what's really going on? They've had nice, nice hints uh, been thrown out, but this is the episode where they basically say, all right, here's what's going on. And they did it so well. And I just want to talk about the opening at for, oh, for a second because the opening so was good. ridiculous. They had, you know, as all y'all, you know, certainly spoilers for Endgame and Infinity War. But you shouldn't be watching this. You didn't watch the other ones. Well, yeah, I know, but not, not, yes, you're right. <laughs> oh, they, don't, they don't need to be warned. The, well, they have been. Okay. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, boom, the inevitable, the 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 the, the snapping, the blip, what they call it. People go away, people come back. And, you know, I remember in Infinity War when the blip happens and they kind of just, you know, disintegrate into these black, you know, molecules of sand or dust or whatever they are. So we see the aftermath of the reincarnation of the blip. And we see those things, same things, go back and start forming humans and it's it's amazing. It's so well done. It's so beautiful. It's eerie. It's spooky. Uh, I totally dug it. And I love that whole, you know, panic of her trying to find her mom. You know, she's in the hospital. She hasn't no time has passed. She just says like she took a nap, right? And she, so she yeah, thinks like she did. Yeah. So that was incredible. I love that energy and that just boom. They went right into it too. Uh, I love that beginning. Well, and also it's a. It's an interesting thing. There's so many conversations that can be had about like the real, how the re- the blip affected the rest of the world. Like I think in discussions, like people wouldn't mind like a, a show just about what happened when people came back and the negative aspects of that. Yeah, I remember after like Endgame happened, like we'd make jokes like, "What if you were in a plane?" Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like you come yeah. back and you're just falling. Yeah. Uh, so I love the beginning of that. I love, I, I just thought that was really, 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 really well done. Oh, I, I agree. I think this episode, this episode does a really good job at kind of, it's more of, okay, I don't know exactly, there's a thought I have, I'm not exactly sure how to put it in words. All right, try to, try to get it out and we'll, we'll figure it out. Oh, it seems more like a big, like, I mean, it's like a story episode, like how everything happened, and it's less like guess and like speculatory, and more like, like it's time for us to tell us what actually happened. Yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of the, yeah, a lot of this episode is filling us in on what things we've been suspecting or wondering about, and it also still sets up, you know, some further mysteries. I loved how. Um, the FBI agent had that whiteboard and then what had like things we don't know. And like the camera kind of referred to that a couple of times. And I was very nice to see like, okay, right. This is, was very clear on what they're trying to figure out. Um, it's great. So what is the big reveal? So it's, it's, you know, that there's this town that doesn't exist. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of, we're watching them figure out stuff. We already suspected. Yeah. Kind of that like this universe was created by Wanda and that sword is trying to like get into it. I think my favorite kind of part of this episode is just the introduction or I guess a lot of the characters are 
characters we've already seen before. It's just like getting this new cast of like real people to spend time with. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the interplay between uh, Kat Dennings and uh, was it Randall Park? No, I like the that. FBI honestly, honestly, I think it kind of annoyed me. Oh, tell me a how. A little bit. I don't know. It felt like very like, I guess I was enjoying the more like sitcom and like we don't really know what's happening aspects of it. So it kind of felt like them, like, you know, just joking around, having fun, and like Kat Dennings being like, can I, can I get a coffee? Please. It's kind of like, I don't know, I kind of grown to that. I didn't find that too amusing. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, I liked it. I thought it, thought it was fun. Uh, I thought they, they played it the right angle as far as like not doing too much of that kind of, you know, whatever, silly kind of fun stuff. Uh, I love just seeing behind the scenes of what did, you know, what was going on during those first three episodes, you know, as we get to see kind of the highlights of those episodes while seeing it from the other side. I just thought, I thought it was really fun. It, it, no, it was. It was. It was just some of those more like jokey moments that I didn't like. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I can see that. How uh, do you feel about uh, the character of Monica Rambeau? I think she's great. Oh, yeah. I'm really, I am really excited to see more of her. I liked her interaction with the, uh, the director of S.W.O.R.D., I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, I liked hearing the history of her mom starting it. Uh, but she's a force, you know. She's smart, capable. I love the fact that she was thrown into this world by touching it and sucked in and then clearly stays on mission, like finds a wardrobe, you know, and fits into whatever they're doing. At least that's what I presume. Now, it could be that she's just inside there and Wanda then automatically makes her like that. Actually, that's a good question. Do we think when she was sucked in, did she automatically go into whatever wardrobe that episode of WandaVision was doing? Now this got like the jump back, rope when kind she of gets, thing and the beekeeper to the hazmat suit. You know how those automatically transformed. I guess, but when she's like shot out, she's still wearing like the nineteen seventies clothes. Okay, so that was that that makes me think then, yeah, then she was like a really great, you know, infiltration kind of going undercover to uh you know, to make that happen, to try to get to Wanda, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm really, I I hope to see more of S.W.O.R.D. And I know before we were talking about how we'd we'd like to kind of like stay in this world longer, the sitcom Wanda World. Last time I called it Wanda Land, now I'm calling it Wanda World, (laughs) which is much more, which is, I think, a much better name. Uh, But now, like, I'm kind of, I'm ready for us to spend more time in the real world. I, I, I like this, like, secret agent science world of them trying to figure it out. Yeah, and this felt right. Like, I didn't, you know, I didn't have any preconceived notions before we watched this about, you know, what they were going to do. I, I mean, I guess if I if somebody would have made me say what I thought, I would say, we were, okay, we're doing the AD sitcom. And so I'm looking forward to that. But I guess episode four, you know, we're almost halfway almost to the midpoint of the story. And so it seems like a good, that there was a good time to, to do this episode, to ramp things up to have now we know what's going on a little bit. And we haven't traveled any further in um, time, right? No. The episode, how does the episode end? It just ends with, with, with what we saw then before. We got a little more information about that. Like we saw Wanda world, 
without the lens of like seventies looking things. Okay. Like they saw like the in color world and they saw the actual magic Wanda was using to like push her through all these objects. We actually saw her like sending her out there. I thought it was gonna it was more of like a just like it kinda cuts, like I thought it was just like teleporter out there, but no, it was actually like there was distance. Physically, Physically kicking her out of the zone. Yeah, I thought too. Like it was just like she's like, yeah, like you know, just disappears from that world and reappears in the other one. But no, like she's just traveling backwards fast, yeah. going through walls. Um, how do you feel? Because we got more information about what happened with this town. So before I thought there was this town that previously existed that Wanda's taken over, but now it feels like this. It's a completely new town. That yeah. never even existed. I don't know what to do with the police officers who are standing in front of the Westview sign saying there's no such town as Westview. Or from Eastview. Yeah, we're from Eastview. So I don't know what the, I don't know. Is that part of like a spell that Wanda put on everyone to where they've forgotten the town or or what's where where does the sign come from? You know, because the sign is looks like it's outside the zone that Wanda is controlling, right? That does. I don't think it was inside, so I don't know what to make of all that. But I, I, I'm hooked. I'm excited. I want to see. I want to see more. I want to see. I mean, it looks like we're setting up. Um, do you know this sword trying to infiltrate and figure it out, and and Wanda probably trying to defend her, you know, wounded psyche. And I think that's going to be fun to watch. How do you feel? About the people in the town, like uh, part of this episode, they were looking at the different people that appeared and being like, "Okay, this is this blank missing person." Yeah, also, did- but like mainly, what I'm trying to get at is uh, Agent. I think his name is Agent Wu. Said that there was a person on the uh, called. Uh, What's it called when you get a new name and you get a new life? Oh, uh, witness yeah. protection program. Witness protection program. Who do you think that is? Is that uh, is that possibly Catherine Hahn? Because that was one of the people they did not identify. Oh, that's right. And uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense actually. Those are the two theories that it's Catherine Hahn, and that makes sense because she's the one that's actually a comic book character, so she's probably going to have more importance. Uh, yeah. Or it could be uh, Dottie, or no, Catherine Hahn's. Uh, unseen husband <laughs> oh ralph ralph yeah. you know how ralph is uh yeah i don't know that's curious did they say because they were yeah they were like figuring out who these people are on the sitcom based on the real people i can't remember if they talked about who the real people are in real life no i think they or if they had some kind of connection names. or anything like that okay they didn't seem to be making it. Yeah, so I guess we'll, we'll probably find that out pretty soon, too. Like, where, So, yeah, where did how did Wanda pick these people to be in this fictional town with her? And uh, and maybe we need to watch the episode again, and this will become clear. I did not know if these were missing people before they became a part of Wanda World, or they be they are missing because they've been taken into Wanda World. That's, that's a great question. Yeah, I didn't get a sense either way on that, either. Uh, can we talk about my favorite moment of the whole episode? Uh, yeah. Do you know what? Do you, can you guess what that is? Is it a uh, vision? The dead body vision? Dead vision. My gosh, that was great. 
Oh man, yeah, that was creepy. I love it. I love Ooh. it when shows are able to mix uh, like humor, action, and then just moments of terror or chills or surprise. And I definitely had like chills running down my body when you see his like kind of gray, lifeless head crushed because of where Thanos took the the stone away. Limestone. Yeah. Like that was just that was I thought that was an incredible moment. And now this goes to the other like speculation thing of whether Wanda is just like animating a dead body and giving it life. Cause like Vision was still talking while in like dead mode, I think. Or or is it like or was that like her being reminded of reality? Well, yeah, I don't know. Talking about Ultron, I, that's uh, that's what I would think. Is like a, just a little bit of reality is creeping in, and she's you know it's hard to be, it's hard to it's easy to be in denial about things as you know, most humans are in denial about something as some aspect of themselves. But I think it's hard to force yourself to be in denial because <laughs> then you have to be aware of the fact that you are denying something when you're doing it intentionally like she is. So she has to, you know, the, the, that's, that would make sense that it would, it would crack every now and then. Yeah, so also, like, is that what everyone else sees? It's just dead body vision all the time. Or, are, yeah, are they seeing anything? They're still... It may, I I'm guess still it, not completely sure of whether they're sentient beings or they all controlled by Wanda. This You use the great analogy of religion in the different like interpretations of God about this. Like, is this an active God who's, you know, controlling things with this, you know, great plan or is this a God that, you know, created it and sat back? Like the, yeah, like the intelligent design versus, all right, here's the, the system, you know, and y'all go do your, what you're going to do. Or yeah. Is he, is Wanda, you know, manipulating all of this and all of them, or does she just, roll go with the flow until something bothers her and then she does whatever she does because let's say wanda's in the real world like not just in general let's say forget this whole show she's in the real world interacting with it she could basically do like everything she's kind of done in the fake world anyways right yeah you know she's got these incredible powers so You know, maybe there's a twist coming. Maybe maybe this isn't actually. Maybe she is just interacting with it, but maybe she didn't create it. I don't know. Maybe that's like the surprise they're going to throw at us for something to propel further for Doctor Strange or something. I don't know. And now there's also the the Mephisto stuff. Who is Mephisto? I've, Mephisto is Marvel Comics' version of the devil. Okay. And apparently she has, he has ties to, you know, Wanda in the comic books. And a lot of people are saying that, like... And I don't know if it's because like a leak or a rumor, but like a lot of people seem to be talking about like this leads into Mephisto. This leads into Mephisto. And they probably know more about comics than I do. But I'm like, I have no idea who Mephisto <laughs> yeah. is. I don't know how you're getting this from uh, what we've seen so far. So if it's based on the devil, though, the devil. I mean, what the what's the devil known for? Is known temptation. for temptation, tempting Christ. So maybe, maybe this world is created by Mephisto to keep Wanda happy and occupied and therefore not a threat to whatever 
Mephisto's plans are. It's almost like a prison of happiness, but little things are coming through. And obviously she, so maybe she's just using her powers almost like I was saying a moment ago. Maybe she's just using her powers in, in this real world as, as she would like if she was in New Jersey, you know, or somewhere where she is in New Jersey, <laughs> bad, bad, bad example. Or if she was anywhere, you know what I'm saying? Like she's actually not creating the world. She's just reacting to what she has and she although, can use her powers in various ways. Although it seems like she does have certain control over the world because she can like censor what gets broadcasted and maybe that's her and like rewind it, it but can like she she's... but couldn't she i guess that's that was i guess that's kind of my question can she rewind could she do that anyways i don't think so because okay. what would that that's like the whole power of the time stone right why well, have the time stone if she can just reverse time anyway i i don't know there's there are comic book reasons and also would I, be the that, reason. that also seems like too like God power. All right, so we're rejecting my theory that the Mephisto is creating this world, or but it's no, still, it's still it's an interesting be. possibility. Maybe like Mephisto created the world, but she's controlling it, yeah, or like, could be. or is he like weeping angel, like siphoning energy <laughs> off of all this? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that could be. Uh, did you have a favorite moment? Not one that I think I I think the beginning, like yeah, the beginning like was so moment. cool. Like the little like the starting off with little bits of Captain Marvel that we're hearing. Yeah, that was kind of cool. And like kind of like the the introduction of these different characters. Yeah, I was excited for. Um, how do you feel about how this how I think? how Vision is going to react to all this or how, because we saw from last episode and a little, in little bits of this episode that it looks like he's getting a little more suspicious of Wanda. And that goes back to like the in control of everything. Like how could Vision be suspicious if he's being controlled by Wanda? So that makes me think that like Wanda brought him back to life per se and he has his own sentience and control of his own actions. Yeah, I think that'll that'll be one of the major, maybe influenced by Wanda questions of that I that I want answered is exactly the mechanics of Vision being back. Is he all in her head? Is he really? You know, yeah, yeah. It goes back to the question. We don't know who's who created or controlled this, and the level of control that they are actually using. But what do you, uh, what do you want to have happen? I mean, do you, do you want that whole Father's Day kind of thing you talked about a couple of episodes ago to actually occur? Is that it would be very satisfying if that was it? If they did it right, that would be. Oh, I feel like this can't be like. I don't think Wanda can fully have that complete character change. This, in this show, I think. Well, I think this is. I imagine the show has to end with a with a cliffhanger that will be resolved in Doctor Strange. Okay. What I feel. And I think the complete change in Wanda's character that would stop her from being this malevolent being you, can't happen. I don't think she... How is she in a malevolent being? I'm curious I, about Am that. I using the word malevolent wrong? I, I don't know. I, I, what do you... What do you mean? I'm warming like antagonistic. 
and evil. She seems like sinister in what we've seen of her recently. I I don't think so. I don't I don't feel that she's sinister or malevolent. I think she's you know hurt and acting out of her hurt and fear with possibly some bad consequences. You know, possibly. I mean I mean, if anything, she, you know, all she did was get rid of, get Rambo out of the thing, which Rambo didn't even want to be in the thing to begin with. But she also like took her into the thing. I, 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 I don't think don't she that. took her into the thing. I think she put her hand up there and went through. But yeah, we don't know. Again, it goes back to the level of control over the environment. And, and is she aware of everything? But clearly she's not aware of everything because she's taken by surprise. Like when the hazmat guy who's transforms into the beekeeper guy when he comes out of the sewer. She's definitely surprised by that. So that makes me think that, and she wasn't aware of who um, Rambo was. Like, you know, when she has her like fake name, you know, she, I'm, I forgot her name. But, Geraldine. Yeah, Geraldine. Like, she's not like, you're not Geraldine. You know, she has to figure it out when Geraldine says Ultron. You know, that kind of thing. So I don't know. Have we had the line from the trailer where uh, Catherine Hahn says, like, are you an Avenger? Or is that Catherine Hahn? I think he does that. Has that happened in the real episodes or is that just, have we just seen that in the trailer several times? I'm so, not even sure what you're talking about. There's a scene, okay, it must be in the trailer then, where like a woman is driving a car. Oh, that's Catherine Hahn and she's like, am I dead? Like, what? Because you are. <laughs> Oh yeah, I don't. I forgot about that part of it. I just remember her saying, "Like, are you an Avenger? Are you here to help us?" Ah, and I'd forgotten that. So that makes me more, more Mephisto, maybe, possibly, uh, or help us against Wanda. But is she talking to Wanda? No, she's talking to Vision. Oh, okay, at least I think. Okay, I think it's like real world Vision. Like we're thinking at different moments from the trailer. No, I don't. I don't think we are. I think I think we're thinking the same moment. I'm just maybe not remembering it correctly. <laughs> and what do you mean by real world vision? Like it's in the real world. Like not. It's not in Wanda world. That part of the trailer. Oh really? Yeah. How do you? How did you know that? Because it's not. It doesn't look like a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's just part of the TV show we haven't gotten to yet. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I don't know. I guess they're doing a good job because we have a bunch of questions and we want to find out and we're enjoying what we've seen. Um. Yeah. Any predictions about maybe how Sword will play into the rest of the Marvel universe? So Sword is as you you told us last week, I think, or the week before. Like Sword is Shield in space, right? Yeah. I, I don't talk about how they no longer do like manned missions anymore. They're working on robots and AI and stuff. Right, and that but that could that could change, I guess. Uh, if they're going to be part of things moving forward. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm sure Kevin Feige's got a plan. Always does. Yeah. Uh, was any parts of the episode besides kind of the, I'll get a little of the hokiness, the chumminess of, is it just Cat Dennings or does Randall Park annoy you also a little bit? Or is it their interaction? A little bit also. But you know who also kind of annoys me too? The director of the thing. Oh, really? Why? What, 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 what? He's like, Give me this thing right now, damn it! <laughs> like that's who. Like it seems so like childish and caricature-y to me right now. 
Okay, I didn't. That didn't. I didn't notice that. That didn't bother me. Okay, he did say keep me updated twice. That bothered me. Keep <laughs> <laughs> me updated. Keep <laughs> me updated. So. Keep me updated more. My so. character's thing is I like to be updated. <laughs> of course, not his fault. He didn't write it, but you know. Um, all right. Well, cool. All right. So we got a bunch of theories. We got some answers. We got some more questions. Um, you want to lay out a prediction, or we is it too early for that? I almost think it's too early for that. I, I think, think at a certain point. They're going to have to, like, either a good part of our main characters from this episode will have to enter Wanda World, or the people of Wanda World are going to have to go out of Wanda World at some point. We're going to have to have interactions between. Yeah, now that they, yeah. These different people. I hope we do get to see, I hope, I hope we do get to see people from the real world entering into, like, the 80s sitcom world. And I want to, like, I want to enjoy that. I'm worried we're going to lose a lot of the fun of the first three episodes because now that we're kind of getting down to business, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I hope they're able to retain kind of the the quirkiness and the fun of the Wanda sitcom. That's well, kind of different. Cause I'm kind of worried about it is we're going to lose some of the like coolness and mysteriousness of the first two episodes to like jokey Marvelness. Yeah, I'm worried about. I think that's a legitimate concern. I think there's so many things that we still have to answer that they still have to answer to us. Um, that I don't think they're going to be too, too jokey. There's still too much, too much out there. I think. So, here's another question: Are we going to like take a break from the real world for a little bit? Or are we going to continue like? steadily so like next episode i think is 80s and wanda world like are we isn't gonna be kind of like the first two episodes were where it's just a little bit of real world references or are we gonna continue seeing the real world every episode i think we'll i think we'll have to continue seeing the real world i think it'll be like 50 50 to the next episode like we're gonna see them planning whatever they're gonna do i guess we're gonna be interviewing monica rambo you know, she's going to be debriefed. And so we're going to... It's funny. So on this episode, we saw the first three episodes, basically, behind the scenes in the real world. What we haven't seen is the sitcom world through the eyes of Monica Rambo. No, even not. And my guess is we'll maybe get some of that, which would be good. As she's like, you know, if they're interrogating her, what happened, we'll probably flash back and see some of that. And that'll be interesting to me. And that might answer a lot of questions that we're having about control and how much Wanda's aware of what's going on in this world that she may or may not have created. Yes. So I'm that that would be my prediction for the next episode. And that'd be fun. Like, I would like to watch that. Well, yeah. Oh. So why don't we? Let's, let's, let's do, do that. that. Let's do that yeah. next Friday. Yeah, next Friday. Uh, anything else you want to say about this episode? Uh, not not really. The title was "We Interrupt This Program." So, do you know what that I refers to? That before, do you know that does that I that phrase mean anything to you? We interrupt this program to bring you a special broadcast about Kleenex. That's exactly right. Or we interrupt this radio program. I was just thinking of you the play, yeah, the radio yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, exactly. That's exact special news bulletin kind of thing. So yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. 
What are you reading? I'm reading Sandman. Have you read any uh, well, it's been, this week? I haven't, I haven't read as much as I should. It's been a busy week. This week <laughs> it has been a busy week. This week took a lot out of me, <laughs> y'all. I don't, I don't want to get too far into it, but I was pretty tired at the end of this week. We're all, we're all a little struggling. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I finished my book, The Searcher by Tana French, and I recommend it, recommend it, recommend it, recommend it. And I can't remember if I mentioned this last time or not, but... I realized the whole time that I'm picturing Cal, who's the protagonist of this book, that I'm I'm actually visualizing the guy, the actor who plays the sheriff in Longmire. And he would be great if they make a movie out of this book, which they should. I would I would have him. Uh so I I'm reading that. So I think I'm reading Lives of the Stoics now, a Ryan Holiday book. And going through kind of the ancient Stoics and giving little kind of biographies about them and their teachings and lessons. And it's interesting. Uh, maybe not as interesting as some of his other books so far, but I'm liking it also. So, yeah. All right, man. Anything else we uh, need to say? Shall we uh, wrap this up? I think we should wrap this up. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. We will be back next week with Episode 5 of WandaVision. And uh, until then, until we meet again. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine Cerzier and Antoine Duran. The show is produced by Pinecone Turkey. To learn more about Pinecone Turkey, visit pineconeturkey.com, where you can read the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts and sign up for the Flock email twice-a-month newsletter that delivers a short film, poetry, a short story, and visual art right to your inbox. It's your monthly dose of art curated by Pinecone Turkey. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving us a rating on iTunes. Thanks for listening.